welcome everyone. Uh, we're going to get started. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I'm Phoebe Stein. I'm the Executive Director of the Maryland Humanities Council and I am thrilled to see you all here today. We're going to begin this morning with a short video from one of our uh, Letters About Liter Literature winners who is unable to be with us today. So we're going to start with a video and then we'll get started with our regular program. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jillian Blum. I'm in fifth grade at Krieger Schechter Day School. I wrote my letter to Brian Selznick. Dear Brian Selznick, about two years ago, I was at the library and I saw your book, The Invention of Hugo Cabret. I showed it to my dad and said that we should read it together. So when we got home, we got to reading right away. I thought it was so good that at school, when I finished work early, I read my class's copy. Soon it was finished and I saw the world in different ways than I had before. I realized that anything is possible. Yes, I did have this in mind before I read the book, but afterwards the saying was bigger and bolder in my mind. Who would have thought that a kid who lost all his family could survive on his own and do it all in secret? This message inspired me because I do so many things outside of school and sometimes I think I can't handle it all. After reading about Hugo's life and how he survived on his own, I'm inspired to do all I have to do. This book was also meaningful to me and my personal life because I love movie making. When I first read the book, I didn't know much about film. The book really got me interested in how to make movies. I joined my school's film club. During our first meeting, we talked about the history of cinema, including Edward Muybridge and his pictures of a horse, and Thomas Edison and his first attempt to film movies with sound. Then we discussed George Melies and a trip to the moon. It was then that everything connected. It was like an extremely difficult puzzle that I just figured out how to do. The idea that visuals can tell a story became very important to me after reading your book. The idea of pictures telling a story is a big reason why I love watching and making movies. The way you wove the words and pictures together in your book was just like a movie. I'd never seen a book do that before. Now it has been two years and I am reflecting on this book. I see one last message that your book taught me. The power of friendship and belief will always defeat the power of fear and hatred. If everyone could clearly see that message, the world would be a far better place. I think that the invention of Hugo Cabret is a great book with many important messages. Reading the book, I realized so much about the magic of movies, friendship and belief, and that anything is possible. This book has helped me see the world in a deeper way. From Jillian. Hello and welcome. Again, I'm Phoebe Stein. I'm the Executive Director of the Maryland Humanities Council. And more importantly, uh, that was Jillian Blum, a fifth grader from Krieger Schechter Day School here in Baltimore. Uh, Jillian is our level one state winner and is just one example of the hard work and talent we see each year through the many students who participate in Letters About Literature. The Maryland Humanities Council, through the Maryland Center of the Book, is so proud to sponsor the Letters About Literature contest here in Maryland. We are also thrilled today to be part of the City Lit Festival uh, at the Inner Pratt Library, and we want to say a special thank you to the festival organizers, Greg Wilhelm and Judy Cooper, for making uh, this possible for us to be here today. We also want to thank Dr. Carla Hayden, who's CEO of the Inner Pratt Free Library, and Greg Cisek, who I see is here today from the Pratt, for his help.
uh, and for letting us hold this event in this wonderful space, although we certainly are busting out of it, aren't we? So thank you. I also want to say a special thanks to all the Maryland Humanities Council staff uh, who put this event together today, and particularly Andrea Lewis. Uh, as you know, these events don't just happen. It's hours and hours of hard work, like the hard work that you did. And I want to say uh, thank you and have a round of applause for our staff. I am absolutely delighted to welcome our Maryland State winners and finalists, their friends, families, teachers, and special guests. I'd like to take a, a special moment to recognize any teachers, media specialists, and principals who are here today and ask them to please stand, our educators. I know you all are very proud of your students' achievements, and parents and guardians and grandparents and uh, family members who are here today play such a critical role in supporting the educational achievements of, of all your children. Uh, I'd like all the parents, grandparents, guardians, aunts, uncles, friends of these family members to stand and be recognized. Letters About Literature is a national reading and writing program sponsored by the Center for the Book at the Library of Congress uh, that encourages young people, grades 4 through 12, to read books and be inspired to write to the author who has somehow changed their world, their worldview and themselves through reading this book. We're delighted to be part of such an adventure. It really uh, matches with the mission of the Maryland Humanities Council and uh, specifically the focus on reading among youth. It's our honor to recognize student readers and writers whose lives have been changed by books. This year, 50,000 students competed in this contest nationwide. The letters were written by the 100 state excuse me. Am I missing a page? No. The letters are written by the 100 state finalists invited here today. Um, those letters, who were selected today, were selected from nearly 1,700 letters that were submitted by Maryland students. So you should be very, very proud. In addition to the video that you saw of Jillian, later this morning we're going to hear from our other award-winning letters, uh, one letter written to Anne Frank uh, for her book. So before we begin, I do want to introduce some people who are seated on stage and a few of our special guests who are here with us today. We're very pleased to have Congressman John Sarbanes. And uh, his brother Michael from the Baltimore City Schools. To, to present the Christine D. Sarbanes Teacher of the Year Award. Also seated on stage is Natalie Weikert, who's representing the Maryland Center for the Book Advisory Committee, one of our stalwart volunteers. And I'd also like to introduce Andrea Lewis in the brilliant yellow, who is the coordinator for the Maryland Center for the Book at the Maryland Humanities Council. Please join me in also welcoming a few of our other special guests today. Our keynote speaker, uh, author Elizabeth Zoll, who is in the front row here. We're looking forward to hearing from her. Um, I'm not sure I see all the Maryland Humanities Council board members in the sea, but I know Cynthia Raposo is here, and also former board member Joe Williams is here this morning. Uh, and if I have missed any other elected officials or special guests, my apologies. I do want to do a shout out to Greg Wilhelm, who is standing at the back taking pictures. 
Greg is the director of City Lit and of this festival. Thank you, Greg. City Lit is celebrating, is it 10 years, Greg? 11 years? This. Excellent. Congratulations. So before we continue, um, now is the time that I normally would ask you to turn off your cell phones. Um, but uh, we're going to break with tradition in this way. Um, have you, as you may have noticed in your program, which I and, and Aaron on our staff here is also holding these directions, you can actually support the Maryland Humanities Council today with a $10 donation through your cell phone. So if you would like to support, we are shameless. We really believe in what we do, and we really need your support. If you'd like to support Letters About Literature right now, you can take out your phone and do this with me right now. I'm, I'm going to yeah, get out your phone right here. Okay, students, obviously, you need to check with your parents before you do this. Um, and there are message and data rates that apply. Okay, so here we go. You're opening a new text message. The number you are texting to is, is 20222. Okay. In, in the message space, you are typing give to, the number two, MHC. And I am literally doing this, okay? Give to MHC. Uh, yes. Then type your name, your first name, your last name, and your email address. Give you a minute to do that. I know. I'm not good with this. Okay, so after you've entered that information, hit send. A fun and simple way to support the Maryland Humanities Council. You will now get a second uh, text, and it's going to ask you, do you really want to give money to these people? We hope that you will answer yes, which I'm going to do right now. All right. Thank you. So that's it. Congratulations. You've become a donor to the Maryland Humanities Council. Thank you. And now... We can turn off our cell phones, which I'm going to do right now. Um, but in all seriousness, we cannot do this work without you. Your particip participation makes all of our programs possible. So uh, I do want to just say that Letters About Literature uh, has been an inspiration for so many children beyond those that are in the room today across America who love to read. And this program gives them a chance to express to their favorite authors how much reading and reading their book has meant to them. The Maryland Humanities Council has been so pleased to coordinate this state contest. One of the council's biggest supporters of Letters About Literature was our longtime board member, Christine Sarbanes. For many years, she was here at the state awards ceremony, personally handing out certificates and offering words of encouragement to our amazing students. Christine Sarbanes had a true passion for reading and teaching that she shared with the people of Maryland. In her memory, we are pleased to present the Maryland Letters About Literature Christine D. Sarbanes Teacher of the Year Award. And I'd like to bring her sons, Michael Sarbanes and Congressman John Sarbanes, up to the podium. I'm just going to say a couple more things. The Board of Directors of the Maryland Humanities Council established this special award in Christine Sarbanes' memory in 2009. In addition to her service on the Maryland Humanities Council Board of Directors, she was also a very active member of the board of the Enoch Pratt Library right here. 
Uh, we decided to honor Christine's work as a teacher by presenting an annual award to a Maryland educator who participates in letters about literature and works uh, very uh, uh, innovatively to promote reading and writing uh, in their school by employing creative teaching and writing techniques and inspires their students to read great literature. Through a life of dedicated service, Christine Sarbane shared her love of literature and her passion for the humanities with the people of Maryland. She received a BA and MA in classics from Oxford University. She taught classics at the Gilman School here in Baltimore. And for 14 years, she was a lecturer at Goucher College. She devoted her free time serving on the boards of the Walters Art Museum, Meals on Wheels, the US Committee for UNICEF, the University of Maryland School of Medicine, and served as the vice chair of the Society for the Preservation of Greek Heritage. This year, we received 11 nominations for the Maryland Letters About Literature Christine Sarbanes Teacher of the Year Award, recognizing outstanding educators from across the state. Today, in addition to our award winner, we are fortunate to also have one of our finalists with us. Anne-Marie Harris, would you please stand? Anne-Marie. We read eloquent nominations detailing the extraordinary work of teachers and librarians in public, private, elementary, middle, and high schools. We were impressed, but certainly not surprised, by their creativity and dedication. Teachers across our great state work hard to promote reading, both inside the classroom and in their larger communities. It's always difficult to choose one teacher for this award, but we must. And at the end, one teacher stood out. We are thrilled to present the 2014 Maryland Letters About, Liter Letters About Literature Christine Sarbanes Teacher of the Year Award to Faith Majors, eighth grade English language arts teacher at the Samuel Ogle Middle School in Prince George's County. Faith, would you please join us on stage? Good morning, uh, and uh, congratulations. It's a beautiful day in this celebration, because what you get is you get tremendous, talented, interested children, uh, their parents, and teachers coming together to produce some really thoughtful, insightful, uh, and beautiful messages. And uh, we are thrilled to come every year to honor a teacher. Uh, my mother, uh, Phoebe, described some of the biography, but to put a little flavor on it, she loved literature. Uh, and she was a teacher, uh, first and foremost. So growing up with her, you know, we would sometimes get yelled at in Shakespearean verse. Um, and if we could, we always would time, if we wanted to do something we knew she didn't really want us to do, we would time it for when she got a good book out of the library. Because she would be stuck with a good book. We could say pretty much anything. She got, mm-hmm, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, before presenting the award, I want to share a little bit about some of the amazing work that this year's recipient has done. Ms. Majors is a Maryland native. She attended Bowie State University, a national board-certified teacher who brings enthusiasm, structure, and creativity to her classroom. She focuses on the whole child when she teaches, going the extra mile to find books and materials that will interest even the most reluctant reader. Her hard work and that of her students has helped to greatly increase her special education students' measured reading level during their time with her every year. 
She makes learning student-centered and fun, which is really the essence uh, of teaching uh, in the 21st century. Uh, using her background in theater, she incorporates activities to encourage students to be engaged. After reading Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart, how many people in here have read that story? A lot, see, I knew this crowd. Um, students held a mock trial for the murder uh, where they were assigned roles like prosecuting attorney, the police officer, and jury member. Um, answers to questions during the trial had to come directly from evidence uh, in the text or reasonable inferences, which required that the students really immerse themselves in the details of the story. That's very creative, smart teaching. That would have been a great uh, exercise. She extends her work outside of the classroom, helping parents select appropriate materials for their families, and every parent in here knows how important that is. Planning technology-based interventions for struggling readers, creating homeschool incentive plans to support reading at home. She also works with interns from the University of Maryland as a mentor, bringing the next generation along uh, to take creative approaches to meet the learning goals of students. And she stays in tune with new books and magazines that might interest her students with the help of her teenage son. That's even better. Uh, in recognition of her dedication to teaching and her belief in the transformational power of reading, uh, we're really thrilled to have her here. And I'm going to ask my brother to come up and do the, the formal uh, like sort of awarding. Good morning. It's wonderful to be here. This has become a very, uh, for the family, a nice way to remember my mother uh, each year. And we thank the Pratt Library for establishing this award and recognition in her, in her memory. And we really congratulate Faith Majors for her work. My mother, as Michael said, believed that reading and literature were transformative. It had a transforming effect in her own life, and so I think she wanted to make sure that, that young people everywhere had the same opportunity. Um, I uh, want to give special thanks to the parents uh, who are in this room who are encouraging their children to read. It's harder and harder to make that happen these days. There's, there's statistics that that indicate that the average young person spends about six or seven hours a day on um, television, internet, video games, handheld devices, at, at, and so forth, uh, and very little time doing other things. So in the face of that onslaught, um, your encouraging your children to read a book makes a huge difference. I, I'm the sponsor of something called the No Child Left Inside Act, which is to get young people outdoors and more connected to nature. But I'm thinking of changing that to the No Child Left Inside unless they're reading a book act. <laughs> Although, you can read a book outdoors now that the weather's um, turning nice. So uh, I want to, again, congratulate uh, Faith. I also want to salute the, the winners of the Letters About Literature um, contest uh, here today. Uh, you're sending a very, very powerful message to your classmates and your peers that reading is, is something worth doing. So Faith, um, we appreciate your efforts. We congratulate you on them. And we'd like to award you the Christine D. Sarbanes Teacher of the Year Award.
everyone knows with extraordinary, when you have an extraordinary teacher like this, there's lots of work that is happening way beyond school hours. So I want to uh, acknowledge uh, Faith's fiance and her son, if you would please stand. And, and uh, we can honor you. Wow, I'm not used to talking to this many people at once, so please bear with me. This award realizes one of my life's ambitions to be recognized as an outstanding teacher. It is with gratitude and a deep, deep sense of humility that I accept this award. I would like to thank the Maryland Humanities Council and the Sarbanes family for this great honor and for promoting the importance of reading and writing at large. I would like to thank my family and friends for their continued love, support, and encouragement. I would also like to thank all of my colleagues from whom I've learned so much, who've mentored me and given me fellowship and guidance. It is truly appreciated and it has helped me grow both personally and professionally. There are so many teachers who are equally deserving of this award for their commitment and tireless dedication to inspire our youth. And of course, I want to thank my students for their determination and commitment to improvement as they stand up to meet the challenges ahead. I realize that the hard work, loyalty, and personal sacrifice of those previously mentioned have made this recognition possible. I consider this honor as one in a representative capacity to be shared with all of my colleagues. The love of literature is something that I've always had. My mother tells how she would hear me cackling in the middle of the night as a young child in my crib. She would come in and there I would be, book in hand, dolls all around me pretending to read, lining up the dolls and teaching them, reading that to them, making up my own stories. So it was no surprise to my mother that I would grow up to be a teacher. Besides, it's in my blood. My grandmother was also a teacher. The fact that I can be a part of instilling this love of literature, this love of words in our youth is awe-inspiring. If I can get a student to enjoy a book, I've gotten them to enjoy reading. If I can get them to enjoy reading, I've helped to create a reader. If I've helped create a reader, then I've helped create a thinker, which is, of course, a benefit to this world. My hope is that these thinkers, writers, readers, the next generation, can continue to add to the voices of our diverse literary tradition. My hope is that they continue to read, continue to write, continue to let their voices be heard and make an impact on our world. As a final thought, I would like to leave you with a quote. When a reader enters the pages of a book, he or she enters a world where dreams transform the past into knowledge made applicable to the present, and where visions shape the present into extraordinary possibilities for the future. I hope your dreams and futures are extraordinary. Thank you and congratulations to all of you, Letters About Literature writers. Congratulations, Faith, and thank you, uh, Congressman Sarbanes and, and Michael as well. Um, I do want to recognize another spe special guest who has joined us, Senator Paul Sarbanes. Uh, so I want to thank you for being here. And I'd actually like the Sarbanes family and Faith just to take one quick picture since our photographer's right there. Thank you all for that. I want to really capture this moment. Uh, 
It is now my great pleasure to introduce our special guest author, Elizabeth Dahl. We're delighted that she could join us today, and also her mother is here today. So thank you for being here, Mrs. Dahl. We have a lot of parental support in the room, which is wonderful. Uh, Elizabeth writes for children and adults from her home in Baltimore. Jeannie Wishes, published by Amulet Books, a middle grade novel with line drawings, is her first book. Her short stories, essays, and poems have appeared on NPR.org, therumpus.net, baltimorefishbowl.com, and elsewhere. She holds degrees in literature and writing from Johns Hopkins and Georgetown Universities and teaches for Johns Hopkins University's Center for Talented Youth. Please join me in welcoming Elizabeth Dahl. Thank you. Um, thanks to the Maryland Humanities Council for bringing me here today. Um, and Faith, congratulations. I, I can tell you're an amazing teacher. Um, I, uh, I love this building. I'm, a, I'm so glad to be here. Uh, my great aunt actually worked in this building. She was a graphic artist many years ago here for the um, Maryland Academy of Sciences. So this was a building that I spent a lot of time in both as a reader and um, as a family member. Um, so, and on a perfect spring day like this, it's, it's doubly exciting to be here. I'm really looking forward, to me the highlight of this event is to um, hear some of the letters that you all have written. What I love about the Letters About Literature program, I spent a lot of yesterday reading some of previous year's letters on the website. And I love um, how the program captures what, to me, is the essence of reading, which is, um, you know, a book or a poem or an essay is uh, like a bridge between two minds, the one mind being the mind of the writer and the other mind being the mind of the reader. Um, you might think that it's really the, the writer's mind that's generating most of the meaning, but in fact, readers bring a lot of, of uh, meaning to a work. A book like, um, a book that I saw many of you wrote about for this, some of you in the room probably, um, Wonder by R.J. Palacio was one of my favorite books over the past few years. Um, that book derives its meaning partly from the, uh, of course, the text of the book. It's an amazing story about a boy who has a facial deformity and is uh, mains put into a mainstream school and it sort of confronts some of the challenges of that uh, quite beautifully. Um, but what readers bring to that book is uh, initially kind of sympathy for Augie. Uh, that sympathy, I think, it uh, quickly turns to empathy. And then um, it turns to uh, a real identification with Augie. I think we all feel. Um, it may not be a facial deformity that we have, but we all feel have these insecurities. And so Augie really isn't that different than the rest of us. And that's, I think, what the Letters About Literature program gives students a chance to do with the help of their teachers and maybe their parents, to have this one-on-one -on -one dialogue with a writer. I was a, a big reader as a child. As I said, I spent some time in this building. Um, I had wonderful teachers along the way. I, like you guys, I grew up in, the, in, the, in Maryland, in the Baltimore area. I read uh, widely. I read fantasy. I read 
ghost stories. I read anything, like most kids do. The books I connected with most were the ones that were about real life and that kind of explained things to me. And I went on to go to college. I studied English in college. I uh, met a man who worked at a bookstore. We ended up getting married. We actually got married in this building in the Poe room downstairs. Um, for me, uh, a room full of books is as sacred a space as any type of room. And so it was very appropriate for the two of us especially to be married there. Um, last year, uh, to my great good fortune, after working in publishing as a freelance copy editor and proofreader, um, I also did some writing uh, for the Postal Service. Um, I, after many years of writing short stories and poems and things for adults, sort of on my own, not so much in a public way, I had a fourth grade son, and I was really uh, taken once again. I mean, of course, I had been a child at one time, but seeing him go through that phase of life where you're not quite a child anymore and you're not quite a teenager, the phase that a lot of you all are in right now in one way or another. Um, I, I just think it's a fascinating time. So I uh, wrote a book. I started in 2009. The book is called Jeannie Wishes. And it's about a girl who is a fifth grader who lives in Baltimore. She does things like go to the Walters um, with her family. Uh, she's elected to be her class blogger. And she's kind of... Uh, writing blogs on behalf of the fifth grade on her school website. She's kind of a quiet girl, and she uh, has to rise to this challenge. So that's kind of the superficial, it's not superficial, but that's sort of the plot line of the book. But what I really wanted to write a book about, and what I hope, um, what I hoped initially what the readers would connect with would be a book kind of expressing um, an age of life where you're having you're starting to understand things better. You're starting to see differences between your classmates in a way that you never did before. You're starting to um, maybe experience friendship changes. The uh, main genie, the main character in my book, um, her best friend kind of decides that she's going to move on and find a cooler new girl to be best friends with. And it's a it's a somewhat gradual thing. Um, and it's not super dramatic, but it's something that Jeannie has to confront while also doing this job of, of writing um, her blog. And she has to show the ability to adapt, which I think is, is important for kids to be able to do. It was important for me as a kid. So the book went into the world this, this month last year. And since then, I've gotten some, some of the types of letters that you all wrote, although not in the formal letters about literature program. And I, um, I've really loved them because when you're the author of a book, you, you may have certain um, goals in mind with the book. You may hope that readers derive certain um, lessons, images, etc. But you never really know until you start talking to readers and or or hearing, receiving letters from them. And that's um, that's been the the most interesting part, just to see how. Um, people have responded to this character who comes out on top, um, not in a showy or glamorous way, but just in the kind of ordinary way that children 
show resilience all the time. Um, so it's been very rewarding. And I hope, since you all have been recognized for your writing now, the reason all the finalists and winners are in this room is for reasons of talent in writing. I hope that you all will think about uh, getting on the other side of these letters about literature at some point, producing some literature yourself. And, um, and if you do, I want you to let me know, because I want to read your books. Um, I think we have time for a few questions. If anybody, people always like to ask questions of authors. I also did, um, the book has some line drawings in, the, in, the, in it, and I also created them. So I'm an author illustrator. I didn't illustrate the cover, but everything else. Does anyone have any questions? Kids or adults? Yeah. It is, it is really challenging to get a book published. Um, I wrote the book in 2009, or the first draft. Um, but if you're a first-time writer, uh, unless you're, you want to self-publish, which I didn't, I wanted to go the traditional route, um, you need to find a literary agent. So that's the kind of first hurdle once you've gotten it to a form you like. Um, and then, of course, the agent needs to find a publisher. And I landed with a publisher that I love. They also published the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books, which I really love, um, the Origami Yoda books, which I love. They're a small publisher. Um, but the whole process from when I started writing to when the book came out last year took four years. So it is not a job for the impatient. Or if you are impatient, you need to channel that into something else, because it can be a lot of waiting, and there is a lot of revision. If anybody ever wants to look, I can show. I have copies of some of the just printouts that um, that show the level of revision that happens. So when your teachers tell you to revise things in school, they do it for good reason. I'm a teacher too now for for CTY, and I'm, I'm always telling my students to revise, and it's uh, it's challenging. I know, but but it. It yields a better product. Anybody else? Yes. You want to stand up so I can hear you? Hi. Publishers really, the reason I wanted to find a traditional publisher is that they have a whole support structure. They have publicists. They have, um, you know, they have an art department that creates the book. They, they handle a lot of that work. Um, plus, they do a better job of getting things in bookstores. It just, it's all, it's all uh, helped by a publisher. Plus, with a publisher, you have the benefit of having a professional editor. Everybody needs edits. I don't care who you are. Um, editing is really a great process. And teachers are really your first editors, too. Anybody else? Yes, in the back. I did. I illustrated this book. Um, I'll show you. They're supposed to be the illustrations of my fifth grade character. I'm not uh, a professional artist, I wouldn't say, but, well, you can't see from here. But, like, here's a little drawing. Um, Jeannie goes to a Chinese restaurant, and this is one of those little cats she sees. The drawings are um, like a ceramic cat. The drawings are sort of a, 
when you develop a character, you have um, you have many ways to do it. And part of this book is a first-person narrative. It's sort of a confessional story between her and the reader. So that's sort of a dialogue. There's also her blog posts, which were another level of the narrative. And then her drawings, in some ways, provide another dimension of her personality. But yeah, I love illustrated books. And I knew, especially since this is a first book, um, and it's for like ages 9 to 13, I knew they probably wouldn't invest in having it illustrated. Um, just because I'm an unknown author and, you know. Um, so I figured, what the heck, I'm going to try to create illustrations myself. And they liked them and they asked for more. So that was great. Anybody else? Okay. All right. Well, thanks. And again, congratulations to everybody. Thank you, Elizabeth. And I do want to let you know that you'll find Elizabeth downstairs signing books at the Maryland Humanities Council table, which is far to the right when you go into the big room downstairs. Um, she's going to be down there following the ceremony. So you can pick up a copy of Jeannie Wishes, have it sign it, and ask her any questions that you would like. Um, uh, we are now at the uh, long-awaited um, part of the program. We're going to present our student awards. Before that, I do actually, I want to ask Senator Sarbanes uh, if he has a few words to say before we move on to the presentation of the awards. Thank you. Well, I'll be very brief because like you, I want to, I want to uh, see these young people are going to get recognized uh, very shortly. And I know we've been uh, waiting a long time to uh, to get there. I also believe in the, I used to go to these dinners that would go on forever and ever in, into the past midnight, in fact. So I finally promulgated a rule which is now being cited on various occasions that every event must finish in the same day in which it begins. <laughs> I just, I just want to commend the Humanities Council for, for this program, which I think is a terrific program. They were very gracious in, in honoring my wife, Christine, who is an active member of the Humanities Council for a number of years, and also a member here of the Pratt, of the Pratt Board. So this really puts together two of her loves, the, the work of the Humanities Council and the work of the Enoch Pratt Library. In fact, when we moved to where we now live, uh, one of the major criteria was it was a branch library of the Pratt within walking distance. And uh, in fact, that was, a, that was Christine's first standard in terms of where we would live, that there'd be a branch of the Pratt, uh, as I say, within walking distance. The other thing she had, I didn't always get home for dinner from Washington as she and uh, she had a rule that you couldn't read at the dinner table. Uh, but that rule was always vitiated on those nights. She would have what she called reading suppers. And she would take uh, John and Michael and uh, their sister Janet off to the library before supper. They would get books and then they would come back and then they were allowed to read the books at supper. They could sit there at the dinner table and read 
and read the book. So she combined a lot of things together then. So I want to uh, thank Phoebe again for, and the Humanities Council for naming this award in her honor. And I want to thank uh, Faith Majors, whom we heard from uh, just earlier, for being such an outstanding example of doing good work. The Humanities Council, for those who are not thoroughly acquainted with it, does terrific work. And I do commend it to you and hope you'll participate in many of its activities. But again, I'm, like you, waiting to congratulate these young people who are about to be recognized. Thank you all very much. So I am thrilled to turn over the podium now to Natalie Weikert from the Maryland Center for the Book Advisory Committee for the presentation of our awards. Thank you, Phoebe. Um, it's such an honor. I feel the honor is mine to present the, uh, the students that have won these awards and um, have found inspiration and guidance from, bo from books. Um, the following students are our Maryland State finalists for Letters About Literature 2014. Is that better? I was away from the mic. When you hear your name, here are the instructions. Please come up the stairs to my right get your certificate, oh, all right, all right. Then walk behind me and descend the stairs to my left and return to your seat. Um, also, the audience will please hold their applause until all names have been called. All right, here are the level one finalists. And these are students in grades four through six. From Akakik Academy in Akakik, Alexis Brown, from Ashburton Elementary School in Bethesda, Joe Raza. From Bryn Mawr School for Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I see what we're laughing at. Shake hands. We forgot that. <laughs> Bryn Mawr School for Girls Baltimore has four level one finalists. Kelly Coates. Julia Kanamin Surik, Nina R. Duke, and Gray Purcell. From Dumbarton Middle School in Baltimore, again, four finalists Amelia Glicken. Emily Stange, 
Isabel Akbari, and Patrick Timothy Reif. Reif? Sorry. From, the, from Emma K. Daub Elementary School in Hagerstown, Sylvie Downen, and Tamia Hardney. Now we have a home school student from Chesapeake Beach, Joseph Lovecchio. And while he's coming up, from Kent County Middle School in Chestertown, uh, we have three finalists, Christina Catalano, Shane Saunders, and Mallory Helfenbein, or Bine. From North Dorchester Middle School in Herlock, Justice Smith. From Notre Dame Preparatory School in Towson, Caroline Bender. From Pinecrest Elementary School in Silver Spring, Lydia Daniel. From Plum Point Middle School in Huntingtown, two students, Suzanne Fox and Yavor Gray. From Springfield Middle School in Williamsport, Stephanie Vicart. From St. Anne's School of Annapolis, and of course that's in Annapolis, Three students, David Fitzgerald, Colton Ward, and Troy Howell. From the Tome School in Northeast, Alexis Loder. From West Towson Elementary in Towson, four students. Grace English, an appropriate name, I'd say. <laughs> Chloe Pittard, Emily Riffett, and Kelburn French Russo. Let's give them all a hand. Now, for our level two finalists, and they are, the level two finalists are in grades seven and eight. First, boys, from Boys Latin School of Maryland in Baltimore, Theodore Labonte, I think, Clark.
from Bryn Mawr School for Girls in Baltimore. Ooh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine finalists. Claire Booth, Margot Kohler, Audra Lane, Becca Lemmer, Carolina Mills, Ann Noon, Julia Philippe Auguste, Caroline Troy, and Imani Weiss. From the Dwight D. Eisenhower Middle School in Laurel, Rudy Velasquez. From Father Andrew White School in Leonardtown, Sophia Trentacosta. From Green Acres School in Rockville, Dylan Goldstock. From Notre Dame Preparatory School in Towson, Gabriela Castrunes. And two more from Notre Dame, Aaliyah Oliphant and Lauren Wabel. From Oakdale Middle School in Iamsville, Benjamin Hicks, Pittsville Elementary and Middle School in Pittsville. Uh, had two winners, or finalists, I mean, Gracie Perry and Sierra Hickson. From Robert Frost Middle School in Rockville, Cindy Shy. From Roberto Clemente Middle School in Germantown, Shreya Vangara. From Samuel Ogle Middle School in Bowie, Miles Dobbins, Haley Yeager, and Autumn Wilson. From Springfield Middle School in Williamsport, Elizabeth Vicart. From St. Anne's School of, Annapol of Annapolis, two students, Liana Dawson, Samara Pifrom. From St. Joseph's School in uh, Fullerton, Sarah Kaufman. And finally, Level two finalists from Washington Episcopal School in Bethesda, Tayaba Tariq. Let's give them a hand. And now, level three finalists. 
grades 9 through 12. Bishop Walsh School in Cumberland, Sarah Rogers. Bohemia Manor High School in Chesapeake City, Marissa Kulin. Boys Latin School of Maryland here in Baltimore has two, two finalists, Dom Maggio and Matthew Lugat. From Catonsville High School, five finalists, Austin Spafford, Killian Casson, Tara Momeni, Yu Ting Kui, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that name, and Megan McKinnon Runge. From Delaney High School in Timonium, Alexis Majea and Maya Lipinski. A homeschool student from Columbia is Abigail Pollock. From Kent County High School in Wharton, two finalists, Christine Walker and Danielle Nondorf. From Mount Hebron High School in Ellicott City, oh my, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Alyssa Chergy. Amina, oh, Amna, Amna, I'm sorry, Mahmoud. Jada Lala, Jean Doyle, Mark Schoenberg, Olivia Gachar, Taylor Sigu, Vishal Patel, and Colin Brennecke. Was not. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped a school. Just one person. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Don't know how I did that. Um, this is, uh, I missed Damascus High School, Marissa Poole. I'm sorry, Marissa. From Northern High School in Owings. Spencer Courtney. From Notre Dame Preparatory School in Towson, we have four finalists, Bridget McGuire, Caroline Jenkins, Olivia Case, and Rebecca Shue. And Finally, we have six level three finalists from Parkville High School in Baltimore. Brenna Washington, Star Rashid, Bethany Hicks, Francis Okwoli, 
Sarah Yak. Yake. Sorry. <laughs> and finally, Yugochi Chin Mir. And I bet I flubbed that one too. Um, is Christine Walker here from Kent County High School? No. Let's give all of the finalists a big hand. We're getting closer to the to um, the end. Um, now it's time to present to the runners-up for the the big winner. Um, and when I call your names, will you come up to receive your certificates and prizes and pause? for photographs and return to your seat. Level one runner-up is Maya Dixon, a sixth grader at Dumbarton Middle School in Baltimore <laughs> County. for her letter to Joan Bauer about her novel, Almost Home. The level two runner-up, Uma Fatak, a seventh grader at Patapsco Middle School in Ellicott City for her letter to Marcus Zuzak about the book thief. And the level three runner-up, Stephanie Lizo, a ninth grader at Mount Hebron High School in Ellicott City for her letter about someone like you, written to Sarah Dessen. Stephanie, unfortunately, was not able to join us today, but we'll see that she receives her certificate and prizes. Let's give them all a hand. And now, the presentation of first place awards and reading of a letter. Um, we would now like to recognize our 2014 first place winners. You heard from Jillian Blum at the beginning of the ceremony. She is our level one winner this year and is a fifth grader at Krieger Schechter Day School in Baltimore. I'd now like to invite Jisoo Choi, who is our level two winner, to join us on stage to read her letter. And Jisoo is our first ever two-time Maryland State winner in the Letters About Literature contest. She won back in 2012 
as a sixth grader for her letter to Joan Wolfe about her book, Someone Named Eva. Let's, let's give her a round of applause. One moment. I, I just want to tell them Jisoo is now an eighth grader at Burley Manor Middle School in Ellicott City. This year she wrote her winning letter to Anne Frank for the diary of a young girl. Come on over here. your diary in my hands and I feel as if you are speaking to me from years past. You are telling me how much it annoys you that the Van Dans are always quarreling. You're whispering sadly that you think you will never become close with your mother. Your scream rings in my ear and the echo tells me you're tired of crying yourself to sleep and it tears my heart in half. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for your diary. Thank you for your legacy you have left for the world, for me. I am 13 years old, the same age you were when you first went into hiding, the same age you were when you set foot into the solitary world you would know for over two years. And at such a young age, your dreams have inspired so many all over the world. And because of you, I have learned not to wait until I am older to achieve my dreams, not to think about when I grow up I will, but to strive to inspire at my age, just as you have. The fact that you have become an amazing worldwide inspiration both comforts and challenges me. Reading your account of the two years you spent in hiding, I cried with you, learned with you, dreamed with you. I came to know you and came to appreciate you for who you were. You cried to me so many times about how your family can't love you for being you. If only you had known that your diary would be published for the world to be inspired by. If only you had known that the musings of a 13-year-old schoolgirl that you thought nobody would want to read made such a difference on another 13-year-old schoolgirl. And in the beginning of your diary, you wrote that you did not have your one true friend. And throughout the progression of your diary, you continuously wished that you could have a friend to confide all your sorrows and aspirations in. That was Kitty. You thought that the only person reading your letters would be you. Your letters so filled with fantasies one day and frustrations the next. But Anne, well, the world has become your Kitty. I have become your Kitty. And I am so grateful. Every time, there's a, every time there's a disagreement or commotion of the secret annex, you always come back to your diary. You've even written once, when I write, I can, share off all, I can shake off all my cares. My sorrow disappears, my spirits are revived. As an aspiring writer, just like you, I also find solace in writing. I have school notebooks filled with fragments for ideas for stories, planners with a poem on every other page. But like you again, I also wonder if I really have talent Worry if I'll ever be able to write something great. I worry about the same things as you, and although you may have thought they were petty concerns, they're everything I challenge myself to overcome. And reading your unabashedly honest and real narrative, I found a real friend in you. As a girl reading your diary over half a century since you penned them, I know the ending to your story, to the absolutely amazing and inspiring story of your life. And I'm sorry you had to face such injustice. Those who live the most deserving lives always seem to be silenced so unfairly and so brutally. You dreamed so ardently of the days after the war. You wrote yourself to freedom in the space which confined your body but not your soul. I am grateful, for although the world never heard your voice, 
You have left your world, words as your stories. I've gone through hardships in my life as well, though none have been as trying as your years in the annex. And I've gone through them by writing and dreaming my way out, just as you have those long two years. You dare to dream, in spite of the reality that threatened you daily, and you have allowed me to dream as well. There are no walls, no bolts, no locks that anyone can put on your mind. You are truly a role model to me. You have shown me the subtle beauties in life. You have let me experience the sheer power of words, the words that connect generations across the globe. You have left a spark in my heart that will kindle the flames of hope in my darkest days. Whenever I despair of consider giving up, giving up, your voice will be whispering your dreams and hopes because they are mine also. And you needn't worry those times when you feel no one understood. Because, dearest Anne, because your kitty understands. Yours, Jisoo Choi. Was wonderful. Thank you, Jisoo. Um, I'm going to now announce the level three winner, Ella Markovitz, an 11th grader at Parkville High School in Baltimore County, for her letter to Alexandra Robbins about the geeks shall inherit the earth, popularity, quirk theory, and why outsiders thrive after high school. Ella was not able to join us today. Too bad, but we will see that she receives her certificate and prizes. And now I'm going to turn um, the podium back over to Phoebe. Thank you. I want to congratulate all our finalists and winners and say a special thank you for the beautiful reading of your liturgy. So didn't, we didn't hand out tissues, which is what we needed to do. Um, the first place letters, all of them, Jisoo's, the one you heard in the beginning, and then um, the one from the um, youngster who's not here today, um, will all advance to the National Letters About Literature competition. So we very much hope to see them at winners at the national level. Um, and they'll also be posted on the Maryland Humanities Council website, which is mdhc.org, if you'd like to read those letters again and be inspired. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the national winners will be announced uh, in May. Before you leave that, uh, we wanted to ask that the winners and the runners-up who, uh, who are present here today and our Sarbanes Teacher of the Year Award come to the stage for some photographs. Um, we also want to encourage you to take some selfies in front of our photo area outside with your with your families. Uh, I want to remind you that Elizabeth Dahl, our author today, will be downstairs selling books and signing at the Maryland Humanities Council table. I also do want to echo uh, the senator's um, uh, plea for you to uh, get to know the Maryland Humanities Council better. Uh, we are located here in Baltimore, but we serve the whole state, and we have many. We have 11 other programs that we'd love for you to take advantage of. 
um, and we have real live people who answer the phone in our offices. So we would love for you, the telephone number is on your materials, um, or you can speak to one of us, but we would really like to stay in touch with you. You may not know it, but you're all now ambassadors for the Maryland Humanities Council. Someone says to you, what the heck do they do? And you can tell them. So we really appreciate that. So please, our, our, our winners and our teacher, please come to the stage so we can take some photos. Anything else, Andrea? Okay, thank you, and enjoy the City Lit Festival.